Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Aiming for Done. Unfortunately, I will not be here this week. I uh, We ran into some technical difficulties, but we are forging ahead through the hurdles. And this week, Jen has some great things to talk to you about living minimally. Now, this is beyond just closet organization. This has to do with putting your values first, incorporating joy into your life, and letting go of stresses and anxieties and all kinds of stuff. Lots and lots to apply here. I, for one, can always take a leaf out of this book and uh, and gr- learn a lot from it. So definitely enjoy. Uh, we will be coming at you with a- another episode next week. As we promised before, we're going to be talking about positive self-talk. We just needed the time to give it the the attention it required because it's a huge topic that is very, very important to us. Um, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, I will miss you. Have a great time with Jen. See you soon. Welcome back to Aiming for Done. I am in my sauna with it not turned on with an extension cord running from my bathroom. And hopefully this is the best quality sound that you're going to get in my house. That's what that's what I'm guessing, but I know nothing about these things. So uh, we are unfortunately missing my co-host, Ryan, today. We had a, our first podcasting mishap last week where I had this great idea that instead of just recording in the sauna, we would turn on the sauna and sauna and record at the same time. But unfortunately, the heat was too much for his phone and it failed to record our recording. So here I am, all by my little self, and I wanted to address a topic that my sister-in-law actually asked me about this week. And I, I honestly didn't know exactly how to go about it because there's so much to say. Um, but here, here was her question. So she says, Hey there, how goes it? I would like to pick your brain sometime on a minimalist life. I would really like to explore that more and apply what I can into my life. I'm sure you've done a fair share of research and practice. What tips can you give me aside from getting rid of half my kids? Okay. So my sister-in-law, Amy, is the most amazing mother, just all-around amazing human. And so I initially, when she sent me this text, I thought, what on earth could I say to her about running a home, about living life, about anything? She's just doing a totally bang-up job, and she's one of those people that I absolutely look up to. But she's right in that I have read a lot about minimalism over the past few years. Pinterest is really good. It just knows me. It knows my weaknesses and what I will read. And if it says minimalist on it, I usually like to explore that topic. So here is my version. I don't pretend to be an expert at all. Um, but here's my version. And it really has a lot more to do with the way you live for me, than just the way that you cultivate your home. So I'm going to break it down into five kind of topics of minimalist living. 
And the first one I want to talk about is just focusing on what you value. I heard about this idea for the first time um, in a financial seminar. And he talked about the first principle of financial greatness being knowing what you value and identifying that and then focusing on spending your money to that end. And it was kind of life-changing for me because up to that point, I thought I was just, I considered myself this really frugal person and, and other people use the word cheap to kind of describe me. But the reality was that I didn't have a lot of money and so I really liked to allocate it on things, and I still do, on things that matter the most to me. Um, one of my good friends, she she is a really great example of this, and it does apply to minimalism, I'll get to that, but she is amazing because um, some of the, the kind of young couples when we were first married like to hang out, and they often like to go out for dinner. And this girl sometimes would come to dinner with us just to hang out and she'd order a drink or sometimes nothing and just visit with us at our table. Um, and people were kind of like, come on, Jess, like order some food. And she's like, no, I just ate. I'm good. And the reason that she had chose not to eat was because eating out for her on her limited student budget wasn't the best way to allocate her limited resources. It just wasn't how she wanted to spend her money. And so she's, it wasn't that she didn't spend money. She did. I went to her house the next week and she had bought this vacuum cleaner from Costco and her eyes were just lit up about it. She was so excited about this vacuum cleaner. It was like this $80 vacuum cleaner, but she could clean those little floors in her little basement apartment so well. And she's so excited. And so she'd saved up that money from not eating out three times or whatever and bought the vacuum cleaner. The reason that this applies to minimalism is unless you know what you value, it's going to be impossible to know what to edit out. You're not going to have any place to start. So even just starting with a list, what is my family value? What do I value? And I'm going to um, make a shout out to Ryan here in his absence and talk about a way that he really helped me identify why value is so important in structuring my life and getting the life that I really wanted. Um, this podcast is about aiming for that kind of final picture and just working along the way to get there. And um, one of the things that I really have wanted to do for a long time is succeed at being a morning person. And just get out of the day with enthusiasm and become this totally accomplished person who has all this drive and it starts in the morning, it starts early. And I expressed that to Ryan and I was listening to all these people, these amazing people who, who have that skill and that ability to get up in the morning and like Joanna Gaines and all these that just... Every single person who I know of who has done great things in this world has learned how to get out of bed properly. And I was feeling so discouraged and I said that to him and he looked at me and he said, well, what does your ideal morning look like? And with all my 
thinking about getting it up early, I'd never actually really thought not about what I should be doing, but about what I want to be doing. If I'm designating that time in the morning, how do I want to be spending it? And it was a game changer. Honestly, from the moment he asked me that question, that was when getting up early started to become real in my life and started to happen. Slowly, very slowly, but still it started happening. Um, So when we talk about our spaces, which are so influential in our lives in general, we want to talk about, um, yeah, how we can edit that out too. Um, And we'll get into that in the next few points. But focusing on what you value in the home makes it a lot easier to make sure you're not buying things that you don't necessarily want long term. It... um, it allows you to hone in on your style. So what do I, like, what kinds of things do I enjoy doing? Therefore, how should I be dressing for, what kind of image do I want to present? What are my core values? Okay, then I can get rid of all this stuff in my closet that doesn't support that. Okay, second point. This is called leaving every room ready. So for those of you who don't even have a house, this can be as simple as making your bed and organizing your room beautifully. Um, In fact, that's a really great place to start um, for people who do have a whole home, a whole house is overwhelming. So start in the room that you like to spend time in the most. Um, Maybe that's your kitchen. Maybe that's your bedroom. Uh, And really take it apart. Figure out the way that that room needs to work for you. Um, Kind of go off of your values like we talked about earlier, but also about what you need to keep it organized on a daily basis. And I just recently kind of had this epiphany about my kids' toys that led me to throwing out and um, thrifting a lot of the toys that they had because I realized that the toys that we had, even though we didn't have very many, were too complex for them to put away on their own. It was too overwhelming once they got, um, once my son got out his toys and then my daughter got out hers and then my little toddler came in and just dumped everything out. Um, It was impossible for them to keep that system organized. There was a flaw in the system basically and so we went through and we put all the Lego up high locked it up. They're not able to use, okay, we didn't actually lock it up, but like it's in a closet. They're not able to use it. And all the things with little parts are off limits unless it's kind of a designated special time and I'm controlling it a little more. And then everything else is so easy for them to put away. It's just, and it's been so relaxing for them. They they can put away their toys. There's no stress and trauma over cleaning the playroom. It's just nice. But now the same thing applies to us. If we have parts of our lives that are constantly in disorder, there's a flaw in the system. That system or the lack thereof is too complex for us. It's not working for us. Um, so the first thing you need to do is to create a system that works for you. And for some people, they might be really good at keeping order. They don't need a really easy system. For myself, it needs to be like almost impossible to make a mess 
of it. It just, it, it almost like, it doesn't, you can't put it back unless you put it in its place sort of thing. Um, this, for me, this means having almost no clothes in my closet or else I turn them into a disaster zone and going through them regularly. Um, for my kitchen, it meant having a month where I like put sticky notes around it and now it's just kind of this flawless system where everything has its very own place and there's really no way for it to ever get jumbled. It's, it's really nice and it's really so calming to have that those systems that don't work for you out of your life um because you have to think of it like a cost benefit sort of situation is this are these toys are these extra clothes really worth it if they're causing my life to be in constant disorder and causing me to feel anxious when I have to figure out what I'm wearing that day or um causing my children anxiety when they have to clean up or if you're um if you're in high school still, if is my binder, I'm not studying out of it because it's a disaster. Get some dividers, get a system, and life will be easier. Life will flow better. You will enjoy everything about it so much better. Okay, next point. Get rid of the clutter. Okay, Clut- when I say clutter... We're not, we're again, not just talking about the physical things in our lives. It's so, so much more than that. Um, so how I deal with the clutter in my home is that I have a designated day of the week that I actually declutter and reorganize spaces. So that's Wednesdays, but I also have a kind of like it's a designated area in my home as well where if I find things throughout the week that I know are should go to the thrift store or go wherever I just throw them right into there and the nice thing is that then on Wednesdays I can go through my the locker that I've designated for that and then take it all to the thrift store and it's become a lot more painless because I don't have to think this is going to the thrift store right away. No, it's just going to the locker and I can make the decision later. And once things are in the locker, I almost never feel the need to pull them back out again, but it takes the pain of that away. It's just going to the locker and then I'll decide. And once they're in there, then you realize, oh, this, this really isn't bringing any joy into my life. Um, it's completely okay to get rid of it. There's nothing or, or the joy it's adding to my life is far negated by the amount of joy that it is sucking from my life, whatever that is, if it's because it's causing a mess, because it's really hard to clean, because um, maybe they're really nice jeans, but they've never fit you and they just make you feel like you're gross or whatever it is, get rid of it. If it's not adding joy into your life, you don't need it, honestly. Uh, That is one of... I don't even remember who it was, but someone said they read, it was probably, um, I don't know, probably a minimalist book that I haven't read. And she said when she throws out things, she just says to the thing, you have no joy. I've never said that, but it's the same basic idea. Um, if something isn't bringing you joy, if it's not adding to your life, it doesn't matter if your grandmother gave it to you. It doesn't matter if, 
you bought it for $200 six months ago. It doesn't matter if it's not bringing joy to your life by its usefulness or its beauty. Don't, don't keep it around. It's not worth it. It is a drain on your life. Okay. Now the other kind of clutter, clutter we have in our lives is these habits, these um, ways of living, lifestyle choices that we keep around that actually aren't in line with our values. So something that I like to do is kind of, it's not a specific time, but around the summer or the fall, I get, I get really motivated uh, in summertime because of uh, a camp I go to called Faces where I teach at and I help motivate kids. So sometime around the summer or the fall, I usually make a big life change or to me it feels big. And what it is, is it's always getting rid of something. It's like my way of decluttering my life. So uh, I started it three years ago and the first year I got rid of um, all my makeup. I stopped wearing makeup completely and I said I'm going to do this for a year. It was kind of like putting it in the locker. I'm just going to do this for a year. But then once it was in the locker, and sorry, I didn't get rid of the makeup. I put it away and I said I'm not using this for a year. Um, once it was in out of the way though for a year, I realized, you know what, it's true. This wasn't bringing any joy to my life, nothing real anyways. And in some ways it was making me a lot more making me feel a lot more competitive towards other women. Like I needed to, I don't know, just be a certain way around women who were a certain way and getting rid of the makeup just made me feel like this is just me and that's okay. And so that was a really important thing to get rid of that didn't contribute to my values. That doesn't mean that someone that my sister needs to do the same thing because wearing makeup might contribute to her values and might add joy to her life. But for me, it didn't. So I got rid of it. Um, put it in a locker. And then the next year I got, this was more of a habit, I guess. Um, but I got rid of this need to speak negatively about other people. Um, often when I'd be in a situation that I didn't like, my first instinct as soon as getting out of that situation was to turn to my husband and say, can you believe this person? Or to call my sister or someone who I knew would um, feel the same way about that situation or feel similarly and kind of go on a rant and just get it all out. And now I do something kind of scary when that happens. If I feel like, and sorry, I only do this if it is something that I really feel is worth addressing um, that's really bothering me. But if I find myself in that sort of situation where someone has done something, said something that genuinely feels really not good, I, so eloquent, sorry, so I give them a call or I show up at their house and I tell them about it. Or the other alternative is I do not say anything at all um, because it 
I decide it doesn't matter that much. And often the decision is that it doesn't matter that much and I'm just don't need to worry that much about what other people are doing. But if it is something that I feel like needs to be addressed for some reason, uh, then I talk to that person. And uh, this is one that was a lot harder than the makeup. I wasn't perfect at it. But again, it just got rid of so much clutter in my life. So much, um, so much, so many words that weren't adding any value, weren't bringing any joy. In fact, having the opposite effect, like maybe in the moment, kind of like the makeup, like, oh, I feel so good right now. But, um, but, and then feeling so good, kind of getting that stuff off your chest. But, but in the end, um, or long term, it wasn't adding any sort of joy. So, uh, this year it was about my clothes and again, that seems kind of superficial, but to me, um, I just really wanted to, I, I love like thrifting and sometimes I'll take bags of clothing from different people. And so I end up wearing a lot of things that are just what other people decided to wear, not what I decided to wear. So, uh, this year I decided, you know what, we haven't had student debt for a long time. We've, um, been fiscally responsible in so many ways, which is a big value that I have. Um, and I'm going to spend a few dollars and get some pieces for my uh, wardrobe that are really meaningful to me for whatever reason that really fit with um, what I want in terms of comfort, in terms of like what I do during the day, the kind of... Um, the kind of colors I like, all those things. And then, um, and then I wear pretty much those few items that I bought almost every single day and just rewear them. And it is, it's, I don't know, maybe a capsule wardrobe. I haven't counted to make sure to see if I'm at that correct number of like 30 in one season or whatever it is, but it's pretty small. I don't have very many things in my closet and it is so much nicer to just get dressed in the morning and know that, um, yeah, I don't have to think it through too much. I know that I'm going to be wearing something that I love because I, because it's just easy. Okay. So those are some examples of how you can declutter and it doesn't have to be a yearly thing. Um, but for me that, that works because it takes for myself, it just takes a long time to kind of get the ball rolling, um, and start to I don't know, understand how to do those things and get rid of those things in my life, which is another really important point about minimalism as well. Um, just to move slowly and patiently through the process of trying to declutter in your life. Because if you really want it to be, like there's so many people that will go out buy a bunch of stuff and then get rid of it a few weeks later, a few months later. But that doesn't necessarily make them decluttered in because the, they just buy more and replace it or whatever. So truly scaling down and minimalizing really requires just small change after small change, if that makes sense. Okay. So, 
the last point of this all is the two minute rule. And when we talk about the two minute rule, it's basically a strategy for no longer procrastinating because the, the idea with the two minute rule is that if you can do something in two minutes, then do it right then. Just do it. Do not overthink it. Do not, um, do not mull over it. Just get it done. And this is one of the things that's really going to help you with your clutter situation because so much of the clutter that we see in our lives is like, oh, pieces of paper that are on the counter that we really need to deal with, but we haven't. Um, and some of those pieces of paper would seriously take two minutes to just deal with. Uh, if they cannot be dealt with in two minutes, then you need to have a really good system for putting them somewhere that that then you can deal with them. See, I, I'm old school. I have a file folder, a little filing cabinet that I keep in a main area of my home and it's all labeled. It took me a while to get the labels so that they were actually beneficial. But I have my, those files and if it's a check that I take a picture of and then need to keep, it does not go on my counter. It goes in the folder marked banking and then I can just when I'm quickly going through files, maybe on a Wednesday, I'm decluttering the file cabinet. You can pull it out and throw it in the garbage later. But it is so, so important with this two minute rule that we just, that yeah, you just do things. You just, um, I don't know how else to say it. It's so simple. My husband is super, super good at this. He's way better than I am. Uh, an example of a situation where I was not following the two minute rule or any sort of rules is, um, we're, we're renovating our house right now. And so it was really bothering me that our house is just so interesting and unique and we've done so much work on it. And then you go down the hallway where the bedroom and bathroom doors are and the bedrooms are starting to look beautiful and everything's starting to look exactly the way we want it to. And then these doors are just kind of, I had painted them, but they were very, they were ugly doors. And so I found these doors that were, um, this guy was getting rid of these doors from a hundred year old house and they were solid fur or something and just really solid wood doors. And he was getting rid of all of them for $60. So I picked them up, brought them home, realized that the hinges didn't match up where they were supposed to, got overwhelmed and stuck them in the basement. So now we have three doors in our basement. And But my husband comes home and he instantly makes a measurement, makes a plan, and that plan only takes two minutes, but now we know what we're doing, and now we can buy materials and move forward. So sometimes that two-minute rule is just getting the ball rolling on something. Um, when you get an assignment from school before you put it in your binder, take the two minutes and read your assignment. So now you know what you have to do. It's a lot less overwhelming to crack that assignment open if you at least know what it means to you, how you're gonna do it, make a small plan, how am I gonna execute this assignment, and now your brain's already doing the work for you when you're not even working on the assignment. So 
there's so many ways to look at this, but, um, just, yeah, just gets, it's like the whole title of the podcast, just get stuff done. Just do it. If it takes two minutes, do not delay, put whatever it is on hold and you will have clean counters. You will not have all these undone jobs running around in your head all the time because you've taken those small two minute increments and gotten it done. Okay. So last thing I'd like to end on, oh my goodness, this is so much harder than just talking with Ryan. My throat is sore. Actually, I don't think I've ever talked this much in my life constantly, but the, basically the mantra of minimalism that I've always heard anyways is William Morris and he says have nothing in your house that you do not believe to be useful sorry I messed it up have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful okay so again we can look at this about we can look at this just like we're talking about things and it applies beautifully and we just picture our homes ideally the way we want them to be and that's wonderful but then we think about it in the broader context which I think is where it really starts to click in your heart which is what kind of words am I using what kind of uh, what kind of thoughts am I saying in my home what um just what does, is there anything in my behavior, in the way that I run things, in the way that I live that isn't either useful or beautiful to me? And if that's the case, then slowly work to get rid of it and replace it then, that energy, that time, um, those resources, with something that you do love that absolutely makes your heart sing. Um, C.S. Lewis said in regards to heaven, it's a place where all that is not music is silence. And I think that that is another thing that really gets to the core of what minimalism to me anyways is that sometimes it's okay to have silence. It's okay to have space, especially when it's just intermixed with all these just beauty and um, things that are just melodic and graceful and flow and uh, are even efficient. That's something that I love. So yeah, I hope that answers Amy's question. I hope that helps you out a little bit in some small way in your life this week, in your quest for just becoming more like the you you've always known you are and wanted to be. And yeah, that's it. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Wednesday.